this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about prophets. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour. Your podcast to encourage, energize, and empower you on your path through womanhood. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm the director of Strong Women Co., a company devoted to empowering women to be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. Because that is what this world needs, is more strong women who are speaking out, uh, who are sharing their opinions and sharing their ideas and throwing off the shackles and the wet blankets and everything else we have to throw off so that we can be our strong woman selves. You can visit us at strongwomenco.com. Of course, follow us on Facebook and Instagram for your daily inspiration and join our free Facebook tribe. Links are in the show notes. And uh, special thanks to folks who have been reaching out lately and thanking us, thanking me for the posts uh, that have come out. Often you guys say it's exactly what I needed to see or read. Um, and I get that because the things I post are the things that I would like to see or, and, or read and get into my psyche. So we are all connected. And, um, but, you know, and this goes out to anyone else. If you ever appreciate someone's work, the, thing, the time that they're putting in, it takes like 30 seconds, if that, just to shoot a, a message off to in Facebook messages. Um, and it really makes my day, and I'm sure it would make other people's days too. It's like whenever you hear or see something, it's like, oh, thanks for that. And it's just positive reinforcement, positive encouragement. Uh, it just really, really works to keep us going, keep our cups filled, and um, keep, keep the love going, right? Uh, so for this show today, I got a special treat for you. I'm continuing on with the Call Your Girlfriend series, which has been really, really fun. Um, and so today I'm talking to you with Amy Tassicata, uh, and she's coming out of uh, Dallas, Texas. And she is an amazing, fascinating uh, person, gal, writer, teacher, um, motivator. I think you'll really get a lot out of this conversation. I certainly did, even just re-listening to it. Uh, as I was editing uh, here today, I was like, oh, that's so good. Oh, that's such a good suggestion. So I think that, you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff, the real stuff. Um, uh, Amy is in Dallas, uh, so she's facing, you know, some pretty crazy things um, that's occurring down in the United States and in Texas. And special shout out to our American sisters who are extremely frustrated um, by uh, so many things going on in your country. Um, you know, we're all frustrated worldwide. But if there's confusion and a lack of leadership, there's even more. So uh, I think you're going to really love my conversation with uh, Amy. And then also uh, stay tuned uh, for our featured song. It's uh, the new Dixie Chicks uh, song, Gaslighter. It just really fits in well with our whole um, conversation. Um, and so let's just take our usual breath here, gathering up our whole selves. Take a nice Slow breath in through your nose. Close your eyes if you can. Just breathe easy now for a minute. Noticing how the breath feels. Let's just slow everything down just for a minute. Mm, nice and easy breaths. Imagine gathering your whole self up. 
every piece of you, every thought, every bit of energy, every molecule of yourself you've ever left anywhere. Just imagine it all being pulled into the dense, beautiful, amazing matter and energy that you are. Let's breathe in through our nose, nice and lightly, but steady. Hold for a moment. Also for another treat for you, uh, I recorded just a couple of snippets of my amazing daughter, Violet. Uh, she is going to do just a little intro here before we get talking to Amy. And then um, uh, afterwards, too, you'll hear her in a, in a little snippet. She, she is so wise and so brilliant. And um, she just really wants to talk about everything with the bad cold. That's what we've been talking, calling it just kind of since the beginning. The way that we explained it to her, um, and she just offers a lot of insight. I do. I, I love listening to her, and it's a real treat to hear. And I know a lot of us are wondering how kids are getting through it, um, and just listening to Violet may give you uh, some insight into um, the the high level conversations going on in kids' heads too. So I will let uh, Violet take it away. Hello, welcome to Strong Women Call. Nice, nice, very good. Um, what is your name? Violet. Violet, and how old are you, Violet? Four years old. Four years old. And do you like Mommy's podcasts? Yeah. Yeah? What do you like about them? I like when she says, Nice, very nice. So yeah, uh, when I was I, when I come up with the podcast ideas, it's really um, you know kind of listening to the to the tempo and the mood and what everyone kind of needs at the time, and and also what I need at the time because as you know with Strong Women Co, it's uh, I, I make the things that I wish existed. <laughs> yeah, that's how it usually goes with writer stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Creatives, I think, is really what it kind of comes down to. I forget that I'm a creative sometimes, uh, but. Um, so yeah, and mostly what I was loving to hear was how other people were kind of like coping and just kind of like those real life stories because we're reading so much about, um, you know, the news and the numbers and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and to tell you the truth, I have found a, a deficit in um, human stories, uh, mm -hmm. how, how individuals are dealing with it in various ways. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you, and uh, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself so they know who uh, they are listening to, uh, where you are, and um, yeah, like what do what do you uh, what would you like to share with our listeners? Uh, sure. And I had to figure out what name I want to go by. <laughs> I know. I, I wondered if you were going to go by your pen name or your real name, so I just threw it to you. I, didn't, I, did, I purposely know. didn't even say your name yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go by Amy because that okay. works. <laughs> yep. I feel very Amy when I'm on Zoom stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Perhaps we'll just tell folks uh, that uh, you are a writer and you do yes. um, uh, Zoom calls in your professional life uh, and, and your last name because I don't want to mess it up. Oh, Tasukara. Tasukara. Uh -huh. Yes. We can see. And then you can see the cat. <laughs> oh, it's a cat. So yes, I figure everyone wants to see the cat. <laughs> but, well, this is going to be audio. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so Amy, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you are, and uh, you know, what, uh, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, so I'm Amy Tasukata. I, I like to write uh, books. I have nine books out right now, and the 10th one comes out 
in May. So that's, that's an accomplishment. And during all of this stuff that's going on. Um, so I'm in Dallas, Texas right now, which is, uh, ignoring a bunch of science, which really bugs me. (laughs) I think that's for a lot of places they're ignoring science, which always bugs me. (laughs) Yeah. I I will say just as a (laughs) non-American, there's not as many places outside of America that are ignoring (laughs) science as it's mostly, it's mostly just, it's mostly just America. (laughs) there's places in america that is ignoring everyone else no one else is is rushing to get the economy going to save either so just just. even just knowing that is nice because sometimes i remember yesterday i was talking to one of my friends and we have like a zoom date like every wednesday and we just chat i remember thinking like i thought people believe in science but the more i listen the more i don't think people believe but it's good to know like oh yes that's just here Good and terrifying, I'm uh, I'm sure, which is kind of the theme of all of this is like there's there's dual realities and dual truths kind of uh, occurring. So you have your 10th book coming out. That's so exciting. My goodness. Uh, So uh, Amy is a former client of mine. I can't even remember what book you were on then. I think it was three or four. Um, No, because it was was right before you were doing your trilogy. Was it after six? Okay, yeah. Maybe it was six. I don't know. Yes. It was one of those. Things. Who knows? It feels like a lifetime, but also yesterday ago. Um, and Amy's amazing, uh, such a pleasure to work with. She is a, um, a hard ass. And uh, when it comes to getting work done and is extremely productive, extremely focused uh, kind of person, uh, like so many of my clients who are high achieving. But um, I was kind of really wondering how all of how you were making it out down there in Dallas, Texas. Uh, actually, the majority of our podcast listeners are Americans and, and many of them in the Texas area. So, um, you know, just for the rest of the world, you mentioned how um, uh, it's frustrating that uh, people around you don't seem to be listening to science. So just kind of like, what's it like there? Um, it, what's, what's the feeling? What have you noticed? Uh, it's hard because I don't, I try not to go out unless I mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. So... Like when I go out, because I go to a lot of, there's a one Asian restaurant that I always try to really support. So I always go there and granted, they mostly wore masks before, but now I'm like, oh, these people, they get it. Like, yes. But then like, I'll go somewhere else and they're not. There are like certain places I could see they're wearing masks and gloves and other places aren't. And I just feel like, especially for like grocery stores and stuff, some of the more, uh, wholesome I don't I don't like Trader Joe's uh which is kind of like a little grocery store like everybody has a mask everybody had like no you don't even get you don't even see the cashier they check out and then you pay and then you're as separated as possible but then like these big chains like CVS and they don't they don't have masks they don't have any of the stuff and I'm like how come this tiny grocery store is doing everything right and this big one isn't and so it's very much like some people are doing it and some people aren't and it's very like why can't we all just be even and on the same page <laughs> yeah yeah no and you raise a great point and uh it's been it's, it's similar here actually like some places uh seem to be more into um mm-hmm. uh safety measures than not and to tell you the truth uh the uh pattern i've seen is and this is this is rather obvious but it's the employers who care about their employees <laughs> <laughs> really it's a really so simple as that um because if you care about your employees you're going to want them to be protected from each other and also from um customers 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is such a strange uh, time um, and none of us really have words to describe it because it is so decentering. Mm -hmm. So um, how are you coping? How are you staying sane? That's a good question. (laughs) I'm like, am I sane right now? I think for a while it was like trying to figure out what the new schedule looks like. So what the normal, like I used to wake up super early to write and then that's not working quite anymore so then I changed it and it's basically like I'm a very structured person so I like to do the same thing every day and I'm totally cool with that so um I had to figure out what the new structure is and I'm pretty good at getting that uh figured out so instead of writing in the morning I write in the afternoon and you know I try to go on walks a bit more because before I was able to like just an everyday situation walk more so I'm like I'm not doing that anymore because I can't so I'm trying to be like well let me take the super long way to go check the mail and do these little things to get me moving some yeah no I I hear you the uh making a concerted effort to move Mm -hmm. is um is something that I find too um I even just found like uh my body was responding by like you know gaining a few pounds (laughs) And uh, I was like, of course it is. I'm hardly moving. Like, but I, I do make sure to get, the, I have to walk my dog. And it's, it's helpful having a dog. I know, for me, I think the food pounds are from the cake. Like a part of me is like, oh, it's a pandemic. I can have cake. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, exactly. That's the emotional yes. eating thing. And yes. I'm not someone who particularly emotionally eats. Like when I'm PMSing, I want my chocolate. And, you know, if I have a hard day, yes, I could maybe have some ice cream. But like, uh, not particularly, like maybe like mm-hmm. once or twice a year. Uh, but uh, I found myself a couple of weeks ago, outright emotionally eating Mm. like like wanting the comfort foods and just like you know um and then I I kind of consciously was like all right I'm gonna let myself do this today because I need it and then like the next week I cleaned things up uh, a bit more uh just because like none of my pants were fitting and (laughs) and so great you have to stay in your pajamas don't you know that (laughs) No, listen, girl, I'm not, my life hasn't changed all that much because I still do work from home. Uh, I don't interact with clients uh, except for just on the, the like, no, not in person or I don't go to my radio station and stuff like that. But even a lot of my lives, I'm in my pajama pants. So, uh, but you had to put your jeans on to go outside and I haven't had to put those on in a while. <laughs> so, so you found, you know, moving more and just being adapting in your schedule. Um, uh, you'd be f- almost finished school now. You're also a teacher. Yes. Yeah. So uh, schools finished early? No. No? We, they switched to online learning. So we have the same amount of time, but they switched to online learning. And the role I have right now is more a support, and I support the, the counselors, which is convenient. But uh, so one of the things I have to do to support them is every Wednesday, I come up with a wellness Wednesday email to send to all the teachers. Mm-hmm. So that has me like researching random activities to do <laughs> to wellness. make yourself feel better, which is yeah, yeah. kind of nice because, you know, for a good, you know, most of the days of the week, I'm like, oh, let me listen to see if this thing has lots of hits and this and that. So I'm kind of exploring anyway things to get better and trying to incorporate that in an email try to make it a feat. Though like last time I talked about collective uh, grieving, which did not go over well. I guess they didn't want the serious stuff, but I felt like I needed to explore that because yeah. I was collectively grieving. So I'm like, I'm going to learn this and research this and do all these things. And um, I appreciated it. So it worked for me. <laughs> no, yeah. it's This is the, the tone that's very frustrating, I think, is um, 
uh, even even the tone, uh, I like, this is an empowerment podcast and it's designed to empower, but also be real, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, the, it would be almost easy for me to do a knee-jerk reaction. And it's like, I got, I, got, I got themes and notes and songs lined up for like, th- that I had planned of different podcasts, but it just doesn't feel right, you know? So you talked about uh, collectively grieving. So what are you grieving? Oh, I don't know. I really miss like, because before I was like writer Amy, like I would go, like I was part of like a lot of local writing groups and just writing events I would go to. So like almost every weekend I had something writing related to go to. There was like a national guild meeting I would go to, or I would go to a plotting session online or not online, but like in person and we'd eat and go to like cafes and talk about plots and stuff like that. So I kind of, and I get like super dressed up. <laughs> oh yes, I, I yeah, yeah, no. very good dressed up. I'm, what, I'm what, what, staying what in my called? pajamas. Is Lolita? Is that yeah, the style? Yeah, Lolita. the day fashion yeah, yeah. Lolita. Yeah. yeah, so I would get super dressed up and um, granted I could get dressed up at home, but I just don't feel like it because I'm no. like, it seems silly to get dressed and I just want to stay in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. So there was this whole like, identity of what I focused myself as or just what what my life looks like so that is no longer a thing that can happen for at least until the end of summer I'm just mm-hmm. that's what I'm going by mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like yeah. when, when we start up school again then I'm like okay then it's probably back to normal for a while before it hits again but so the the image I had of myself is no longer uh, I'm not fulfilling that image. So mm-hmm. it was kind of mourning that old life and then trying to figure out what this new life is. And then also not knowing when it life returns to normal, how that, how it's changing. So I'm also mourning the future because I thought it was one way and it's not going to be that way. And no one's going to know what it's going to look like. Yeah. So much. Yeah. I, I, I like that you put mourning in a past, present, future uh, mm-hmm. tense. Um, you're such a writer, but uh, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, right? Um, uh, mourning the, the, the person we used to be, the lives we used to have, uh, mourning the changes, you know, of, that we're currently facing the present. And I, I really like that you brought up the future piece because that's one of the things that's really hitting me. It's like, you know, I think a lot of us have kind of gotten into some kind of stride at this point if we're lucky enough to be able to stay home and even those you know uh um, people who stock shelves and are cashiers and you know like there's even almost a normalcy of that like wearing a mask becomes normal after a while too right uh but um it's the the this i feel like the uncertainty is suffocating of the future and just personally that's extra for me because we were supposed to be like i'm supposed to be moved to netherlands like right now (laughs) And so like, and that was hard enough shift to get my mind around and then have to get my mind around. It's like, okay, now we're staying. And it's like, okay, we don't know what's happening. Uh, and I'm an action orientator, like, like the, yourself, like give me a goal. Uh, actually, you're, you're actually more hardcore than I am, but, uh, but uh, that's why you have nine books out in your 10th. But uh, that, um, you know, give me a list of things I can move forward. But when you don't have that target in front of you, that, that's what's really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, I've what I do now, <laughs> which is I, I it's been a little while since we talked. So what I do now, which helps, is I have overall feelings I want to feel mm-hmm. instead of goals. Mm-hmm. So 
It's like I want to feel like inspired and fit and fierce and invigorated. And I want to feel these things. So I try to think of things that help me feel that way. So I'm not striving for a goal per se. I'm striving for a feeling that is the feelings I want to feel. So very cool. Though this is this is big. So you've yeah. switched from um, tasks, which is what all of your calendars would look like, and all of that. One of the most organized people I've ever seen, calendar-wise, <laughs> at least. And she'd give herself stickers and everything. It was so cool. Uh, and, but um, so you've moved away from that more towards yeah. core design feelings. feelings. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know when I write, I feel inspired, which is one of the feelings. So I still try to do like the two hours of writing and I still get a cat sticker if I get the writing, but <laughs> it's the context is different. It's not like yeah. I need to write because that's what it is. I'm like, no, I need to write because it helps me feel inspired. Right. And that is how I want to feel. So yeah. it's kind of recontextualizing the things. Yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's a yeah. great perspective. Um, it's more yes. holistic and uh, mm-hmm. takes in your whole self, which is, I'm just thrilled uh, to hear all of this about. Have you found the, your, your desired feelings pre-COVID pandemic and your desired feelings now, uh, have they changed? Uh, not really. I, it, for me, I'm noticing that some of them are harder to get. Like it's harder to feel very fierce when you're like, I'm in my home because I like in the Maslow hierarchy of needs, we're all on the bottom. We're all just on safety, like in yeah. health. That's yeah. everybody's focusing on that where you don't have time to like self-actualize and build friendships. It's not, we're not focusing those. So it's hard to feel fierce when you're like, I hope I'm not sick <laughs> and my family doesn't get sick. So you know, some things are harder to get at than others. I'm still trying to feel inspired. So that's something where like before I used to go to the movies and that would always help me feel inspired. Um, I can't do that anymore. So I'm like, okay, well, what's a way I can get that same feeling uh, at home when I'm like too tired to write or something. So I'm trying to like watch a show, but also like limit the show. It's like a show you really like. You're like, oh, I want to binge watch it. But if you, you know, keep it for like I'm gonna watch one episode every day and kind of savor it I think you can get like a more for me a more inspired feeling because you're like oh this is interesting I really like this um feeling spread throughout instead of kind of all at once yeah very cool very cool um I'm a pleasure delayer myself so I like I like you know if I get like a favorite chocolate at Christmas like a box of them I'll eat one a day That's the same kind of. Uh, I thing. do that with books sometimes. If I really, yeah. really like the, the book so much, I like wait to read the last few chapters. I'm like, no, this is so good. It must wait longer so I can enjoy it. Uh, I will tell you my favorite TV shows, though. Um, I pleasure delay the last episode. And for several of them, I just never watched the last episode because I pleasure delayed so much that I was like, maybe I just don't watch it. And they just continue living out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gotten like some of my favorite shows. I've never seen the last one. Uh, but I, I like those uh, suggestions and how you're staying sane. So what I, what I found uh, for myself and other people is uh, we've had various levels of um, mm-hmm. overwhelm and uh, kind of uh, realizations of trauma. And, you know, uh, when people are hitting the downs, it's, the, it's often the little things that's kind of like knocks you off your game. So like, you know, what have you noticed that has knocked you off your game? Oh. I say when when certain people that shouldn't have been elected get elected. (laughs) Mm. I think like, 
I know recently the the governor of Texas was like, we're going to open up at 25% capacity, which makes no sense because no business is going to operate at 25% and still make a profit. Oh, and it's just to get people off the like national unemployment. And I know I'm getting so no, no. specific mm-hmm. to like Texas, but like, you know, like I said, like I thought like, okay, here's the Texas governor. He's going to at least follow the CDC guidelines because, you know, 45 decided those were the guidelines, but we're not even doing that because we're not, you know, and then we'll like 48th and testing. So I was just like, oh no, this is so miserable. Mm. (laughs) So just, you know, when, when I think, you know, people believe in science and like the figures and data, and then suddenly like, there's this like, no, we don't. And I was just like, oh no. And I think like, once for me it's like once a week I get like this like blah day where I'm just like oh <laughs> and um I know I started trying to do the um like Berkeley has a science lab where like all they do is dedicate things to try to science and make you happy and I looked up one for grieving because it went with the collective grieving and that one was a like a 20 minute writing prompt where you write out all the feelings you're feeling during this thing. And you're supposed to do it for like, just write the whole 20 minutes. And they suggested doing it like every day for four days. And I'm just like, I'm just going to do this what I doubt because I write all the time. <laughs> so more, more would probably be good. So doing that really helps to get all that frustration out in somewhere. And granted, it's just on a paper and I like angry car the senators all the time. So that also helps as well. <laughs> That's really cool. Is that the link that you sent me? It what is right? Um, I don't know. I will. I yeah, send uh, yeah. It I'll put it in the show notes regardless. But I think that that's a. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. reading that. So that that's super cool. Um, and so like uh, the frustrating thing with what knocks you off your game. So you hear like an announcement or something, and you're yes. like, for frick's sake, how could we possibly? So I get that makes total sense to me. Um, just to kind of put it in your own pers- a different perspective uh, too is, uh, even though I have government officials that I believe in, that um, we hear from every day that are scientists. And, um, you know, we have a, a, a prime minister who's doing a, every single day he's announcing more programs and giving way more money to take care of more people so that we can stay socially isolated um, and like not have, uh, uh, not be overwhelmed, not have so many deaths. Uh, just here in Newfoundland, uh, we've only had two new cases in the last 11 days. And, we're, and nice. so it's an island. So like, you know, mm-hmm. um, we've really, really been uh, socially yeah. isolating, which is extremely hard for a culture like ours that is really tight knit. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, even with the good news, I feel guilty sometimes when the good news comes out that there's no new uh, cases uh, because I still feel so, it's like, why aren't I happier? You know, it's like, I have this government that's taking care of me, you know, like the Canadian government uh, is because I'm a business and that, you know, I, most of my money does come from workshops and also hardly any of my clients have much disposable income right now. Um, so uh, I can't operate my business the same. So the government's actually giving us uh, money every month. Uh, it's like, just like EI, you apply for it, but you're mm-hmm. automatically eligible. Um, that sounds so awesome. And right? now I'm just like, what, why, why, why hasn't, but yeah. Well, I, I'm, saying I'm so happy for you. Know, <laughs> knowing I'm frustrating you and knowing I'm frustrating uh, <laughs> any listeners who don't have this because I think we all need to be demanding more of our governments mm-hmm. uh, because honestly, it's it's literally just what makes sense if you want people mm-hmm. to not spread this zip. So uh, knowing this, and of course I am a political junkie and I know everything that's going on in the U.S. because it is absolutely fascinating. It's It has been for quite some time, but I listened to three or four 
political American podcast almost a day. And um, I have been just watching in horror and I just, I just imagine, I just, my empathy alone for the uncertainty that you guys have where you don't feel like your government has your back mm-hmm. is uh, I just want to just shout out to like, like that is some messed up crap and it's really hard. And, um, you know, just to be functioning at all when you have that kind of questioning is really scary. Like last week, Violet had a really high fever. It was 104. Justin had just gotten back from Europe. I mean, he did his two week quarantine. Um, and so she had a fever for a whole day. And then uh, I was putting her to bed and I said, Justin, call 811, which is a information service. And he was on the phone with nurses and they went and set up and she got tested. In 24 hours, we found out she was negative. It was like this peace of mind, but at 24 mm-hmm. hours, it was so excruciating. And I just thought about all the mothers, particularly in the US, but in other places in the world where testing isn't available. The stress is just, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not processable. It's not like how, how is, I don't know. I don't have words for it, I guess is my point. That's the other thing I'll say is this uh, pandemic has treated my brain differently so that it's, I'm constantly, I'm exhausted because I'm constantly doing all kinds of different things and also 24-hour <laughs> 24, 24 parenting. But um, I can't come up with words, talk to them the same. Then there's, there's a lag so that I'm more tongue-tied and I just don't have that easy access to that part of my brain, my vocab. Yeah, that's because you're dealing with all that stress and it, it's like i said we're we're not up here we're down here on the the little pyramid <laughs> yeah no and like literally places in your brain for language is not getting mm-hmm. the same blood so like how do you handle yes. that as a writer i think i think because like i i it's like an escape like i'm here and i write i write like really crazy mob stories which are very over the top and everybody in there is very black and white even though in my in my book, it's reversed because the mob guys are the, the good guys. I just want to specify for the listeners, this is LBGT Japanese mafia stories. Yeah, so, so fun. Like, just like it. so fun. I will put Amy's links in the show <laughs> notes so you can uh, find her on uh, Amazon and elsewhere. But yeah, so you, yeah. You, you find getting into those worlds. Yeah, because like my mob people, when they want something done or something doesn't go their way, they're able to like solve it right then which I wish I could, you know, solve everything right then. And then, you know, I don't know. So it's kind of like this little escape where I'm like, ah, if I want the characters to do this, I will just write it and they do that. And there's no like, everybody's going to listen to this guy because he's like the godfather and whatever he says, it goes. And granted, I make him fairly reasonable person in perspective of everybody else. So I don't, it's, it's so nice to be like in a place where I control everything and then whatever like I don't know it, it has very strict rules and it's like very laid out on the table you know there's no pandemic in the world too which is also very nice. mm. Mm. so you can go back to so-called normal yes <laughs> that oh does my. Sound- how many times have I sat there and like watched a show or read a book where they're like close to each other like I was writing a different scene and I realized I was taking the time for the to write the character washing their hands because to me that's now important Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking I would never have been like specifying that they wash their hands right after this before (laughs) it's fascinating hey like the subliminal yes 
I find I, I that's where I'm, I'm so interested into where books are going to go, mm-hmm. like in, in those things seeping in. And then also like, are there going to be books about this pandemic? Because do we even want to read them? <laughs> you know? they're, they're actually, I think, I think there was a few romance books and we remember listening to uh, one blog post and they were like it was a review blog so they said they had like 22 requests for like pandemic romance books and for that blogger it's like no this is too soon because we're still in the middle of it so she didn't want to hear it but I know some other people do because you know it's like when you're little and you like play like kitchen and stuff that you play that so when you're reading it you can live through those characters and you can experience their feelings through them so it's also a relief for the reader because you know Mm -hmm. they get to do these big bigger things that you can't do and you know maybe find love or whatever it is they do during this pandemic you can vicariously live through that so I think they will happen um and they already are happening it's just when as a as a whole we feel like it's distant enough to be like yes I remember this experience Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. I often, uh, I don't know if you find yourself thinking about like in the future, like how will this be referred to, <laughs> you know? Um, cause I keep thinking about, uh, like the Spanish, the so-called mm-hmm. Spanish flu only called mm-hmm. Spanish flu because it was first reported by, uh, reporters in Spain, but it mm-hmm. happened all over the world, uh, of, of 1918 and, um, how we're looking to it now mm-hmm. and how it was written about then is very interesting to me, uh, now. And so uh, there's different oral histories and poems and everything of just our experiences being gathered culturally here. Um, And I have to say, I do, uh, I've had a few friends share their poetry with me of their experiences here now. And it's been really helpful uh, to make me feel less isolated uh, that other people are going through these crazy things. Because I think that's the kind of the thing that really gets to me is the isolation Mm-hmm. the the fear and the fear of shopping and all of these things like those are different kind of like the days I have to go to the store are are, are, are anxiety days <laughs> and yeah. then I'm really happy because I don't have to go to the store for like I go to the store and I don't have to go to the store for weeks um <laughs> but um uh mostly it's kind of um just kind of like you're, you're it's almost so normal in a way now because you get into your schedule you're and you get into your groove um that you forget that you're grieving Mm. Or you you forget how heavy uh, everything is. Um, feels heavy in just saying it like that. <laughs> but um, so like when things get back to some kind of normalcy, and of course we're going to have going to be incremental, and there's going to be multiple waves, and goodness knows. But you know, I guess the question is, what are you most looking forward to getting back to? Which is also meaning, what are you missing most? Yeah. Uh, for me, I just miss like going to a cafe and, and then like having a drink and talking with my other writer buddies about plots. Like we would once a month get like a whole table of like six of us and we'd all come up with ideas for how to help each other solve our different stories. And even if I wasn't like the person going, I could give input and like their input would inspire me for a different story. So it was just this back and forth. It was very like organic. And um, like, even if you weren't paying attention, like you got something. And I feel like with the Zoom calls and the Skypes, which we can simulate it, there's just that that extra bit that's missing, mm. you know? So I think that's, that's for me. It's just because that was like such a big part of the, the who I was kind of thing 
So I'm going to miss that the most, and I'm excited to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you were to have an opportunity to tell people something from, you know, like you've been doing readings on the wellness things every week, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, is there a few things that pop to mind that uh, just to kind of give people an idea or any kind of um, suggestion in how to stay sane and to um, uh, cope during this time? Yeah, I think it, it's different for different people. Like I, I really think certain people have different strengths that they're good at. Like I'm really good at researching and knowing all the stuff. And that's just something I naturally tend towards to do. So, you know, the first week while it was researching all pandemic stuff, I figured out that I learned everything and now it's just updating it. So I don't need to do that. So then I kind of dove into like wellness research with that. But I know some people that's might not be something they're into. They don't want to like that's not something they naturally go to. So like if you're more into connecting with people, which you seem such a big connecting with people kind of person, um, I don't know, maybe write letters to people Mm. and try various ways to reconnect those things. So I think the the things that you feel that you're naturally good at doing, see if there's a way to incorporate that back into your life kind of thing. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good suggestion. What you're already good at doing, and I guess, you know, brings you joy and all that, just just figure out, adapt another way. And actually, I had been thinking about sending people postcards. Yeah, <laughs> I started writing letters to people like one a day, just because like, even though I tell the people like I'm an introvert, I like to stay at home. There's only so much that goes for any of the most introverted people. They still miss some interaction. We're all social creatures. So, you know, I've been just writing a letter once a day to different people and like that's just dice and like they have not that much is going on so I'll just be like my cat is using me as a sofa I'm her favorite <laughs> sofa now and but but the joy this is what yes. I started the joy of writing it but then also the joy of getting it in the mail yes. yeah and it's like oh handwritten letter oh my God. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's uh that's what I was thinking is focusing on different ways to turn up the volume on the joy, magnifying mm-hmm. the joy and make that bigger. So thank you very much for that suggestion. Um, I will absolutely do that. I feel like that is a green light <laughs> for me to do that. And also thanks for how you just described yourself as the researcher. That's exactly how I am. Um, uh, and I did it about two weeks before a lot of people because Justin was in Europe and we had to figure out what the frick to do with our lives. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I was like, Things that people talked about in the mainstream media, like, you know, four weeks later, I had already kind of figured out. So it is the updating and, and just looking mm-hmm. in, the, in the extra data. Uh, but uh, it is, uh, I feel like in many ways we have been here before. We just, as a world, weren't so connected and we didn't mm-hmm. know everyone else was going through this. Also, as a world, we weren't spready-spready as much as we are now because there wasn't such things as planes. But yeah. in my historical going back, and I'm like a person like you where I spent, I don't, can't even tell you how many hours, tens of hours on Wikipedia and like figuring out, you know, the Black Plague versus the Athens Plague versus, you know, all, all of the different ones. Because like, I wanted to know, honestly, what I was looking for was how do people react? How, what are the social norms that break down right away? And then what happened, you know? So that was kind of the interesting um, thing for me. Looking at the uh, plague in Athens in particular, um, it's pretty much what brought down mm-hmm. Athens. <laughs> and then it made me wonder if that's, that could be the fall of the U.S. 
right? Like I like I'm so sorry. Like this is the and this is I'm just voicing things. I'm sure other people are mm-hmm. thinking, but like you know, the U.S. being the superpower and the empire that it is, um, if you kill so many of its people and then so many more of its people are grieving because of the loss and then so many more people are just like anxiety issues like there's people in toronto i was reading this one woman where um she had there was there was uh her uber had told her about all these different cars stopped along the sides where people are clutching their chests uh as this busy road in toronto and it's it's a normal thing to see now uh because of anxiety attacks Mm. So, you know, we're just having so much of these things. So we're not, we're not so-called productive. We're not necessarily, you know, uh, having economies anyway, like we, we imagined before. Um, you know, and the other thing that drives me nuts um, uh, about the uh, U.S. Uh, kind of forcing things open and anyone that's trying to force things open is like, who do you think is going to go to a restaurant Yeah, <laughs> they could get sick and die from going to that restaurant you know Uh it's like it's like so uh different world to me and my my empathy i'm an empath and i can't stand Mm -hmm. things that don't make sense or things that aren't true that that makes my head explode Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i remember reading something where it's it's not that they want to go back to work they just want you to go back to work kind of thing yeah no it's (laughs) class warfare uh, reality because yes. oh, it's not rich people um, or or even middle class people mostly mm-hmm. that have to do that yeah so yeah thanks for it feels so good sometimes to just like bitch <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my my suggestion is let yourself bitch like I feel like sometimes like I'm a person I try to be so positive and um, you know uh, it, sometimes you just really need to vent mm-hmm. about the frustrations of this situation. Yeah, <laughs> I and agree. To, and, to, and to allow allow yourself um, uh, that. So thank you so much, uh, Amy. I almost called you yes. your name. And uh, <laughs> I'll put the links to uh, your very cool, um, awesome books. You're one of the smartest, coolest people I know. So um, uh, Mad Mega Love to you, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks. You wanted to talk a little bit. What do you want to say? Just say how you feel if you got the cold. Mm-hmm. Sick, huh? Who are you saying that to? You know. Did you say you had something to say for doctors and nurses? Doctors and nurses attack people. How do you believe in doctors and nurses? Because because doctors and nurses keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And more, more people get sick, more they die. So people have to know that more than John Trump, mm-hmm. because more people get sick, more they have to get sick. So you have to believe believe in my goodness, because you, the cold is here, and you have to be careful. You can't put your mouth as anyone else near anyone. You have to. You have to not get the cold and believe in the nurses there. Very good. Very good. And what do you do? What have what has been different for you since since the bad cold has got here? When 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 the school is opened and uh, the cold got here. Mm-hmm. All the friends got really scared. 
Yeah. From the cold. So we have to believe in me because more the cold that gets gets to people, more the cold get get sick. More people get because, sick. Mm-hmm. Because because you have to believe in the doctors. That's right. What do you miss about before the bad cold? Is there anything you miss? Jaden. You miss Jaden? No. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I didn't like when you laughed. I'm so sorry. I was just really surprised when you said Jaden. Because, because, because I was just kidding. Oh, okay. So what do you really miss? I really miss Orancella and Tina. Orancella and Tina? They're, they're my special friends. Yeah. And um, what makes you sad? What do you like since the bad cold happened? Is there anything that makes you happy? The little puppy. The little puppy next door. I can see that. Um, what do you think about staying home with uh, mommy all the time? Best. It's the best. And what do you like? What uh, do you enjoy doing with mommy? Hiking. Hiking. Mm-hmm. What else? Coloring. Coloring. I love coloring. Uh, also. Painting and making bracelets. Making bracelets. I also enjoy making bracelets. Mom, now can I hear my voice? Okay. So how cute is she, right? And what a strong little woman she is growing into be. But uh, I love her insight. I love how she just picks up on things that she hears uh, me and Justin talking about. Um, but it also lays out, there was this one time when, uh, uh, Donald Trump was speaking, uh, on the news, just, uh, kind of had it on and she just comes into the room and she points and she says, he's lying <laughs> because she knows he's lying. Um, because she hasn't been, uh, fed all the codified information to let the liars keep lying. And so, uh, I kind of thought it was a kind of a cool thing, uh, a different perspective to have and to finish with the featured song of the show. I did a lot of fooling around to get this to be the featured song, but I figured it out and I'm so proud of myself, but it is Gaslighter by the Dixie Chicks. Of course, Dixie Chicks had that really great song, uh, Not Ready to, was it Not Ready to Make Nice? Yeah. Which is also could have been uh, a different kind of a featured song, um, by them. It's a, and that one, of course, was about George Bush. And if you remember, it's because one of the sisters had said uh, somewhere, in, somewhere in Texas, a village is missing its idiot when talking about George W. Um, and then, of course, they were literally uh, tarred and feathered. Well, I guess not literally, but practically <laughs> where um, people were bulldozing their CDs and uh, they, all their venues were canceled and all that. And so uh, there was a lot of space between uh, that popular album and, uh, the one here, I'm not actually not sure if they put something else out in between, but if so, it certainly didn't pick up, uh, in the popular kind of music. So they came out with Gaslighter, uh, which is about Trump, of course, but I think it's, it's not, if you listen to lyrics, it's not specifically about him because there's a lot of other Gaslighters around. Um, and I really wanted to play it because it came up in some of the conversation we had with both Amy and Violet about listening to doctors and listening to science and 
you know, uh, whenever you're listening to this, I'm not sure what history and media has twisted um, in the, the uh, so-called news, but uh, as of this point of recording, um, Trump is already trying to make people believe, not believe the numbers of death and sick. And of course, that's what a gaslighter does, will tell you to not believe your own very eyes. Um, and that's happening a lot. And it has happened throughout his presidency and throughout anything that has anything to do with him. And so I wanted to kind of uh, just throw a little bit of light on how frustrating that is if you are a, a normal, logical, practical, science-based, math-understanding person and how it can make you feel like your head explodes. And, uh, and, you know, yes, this is about Trump, but I said it's about other gaslighters and other narcissists. And to tell you the truth, uh, many of my clients, you know, just the one-on-one -on -one, uh, clients and even group clients, even just one-off, one-session clients, the majority of people I'm dealing with are uh, dealing with narcissists and gaslighters uh, of people who, uh, you know, are just tell you that things you understand, things that are your life experience, Things that you have seen, heard, felt are not accurate, not true, not real. Uh, and that is beyond infuriating and it literally makes my head explode. Um, so I want to give credit to everyone who's going through this. If you are a thinking strong woman, which you are if you are listening, or strong person if you are listening to this podcast, it's very, 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 very frustrating uh, to have the propaganda uh, the bullcrap that is uh, the reality of the propaganda that's coming out of uh, the United States administration. It's not that it's not coming out in other places, but it's coming out of there so just, just like sewer, just constant. So it's just really obvious. But uh, this uh, song, um, it's gotten a, a few awards, uh, and the video uh, has been described as a throwback to old school political propaganda, which of course is every single. Um, Donald Trump uh, so-called news conference, press conference, it's, it's just all propaganda. Everything that comes out of the White House right now is propaganda. Of course, that can be said for a lot of things, but you talk to anyone in the world outside of the United States, everyone feels that uh, the United States is just out in a limb on its own. And the rest of us are listening to science and we are listening to doctors and nurses. And it was so funny that Violet, that's the one thing she wanted to talk about. I guess suppose she must have heard one of my podcasts or something that she really wanted to talk about, listening to doctors and nurses. And that was what she was passionate about. And, you know, uh, I, th I think that speaks that speaks whole whole lot uh, to what, um, what we're facing uh, with this reality of this, this gaslighter um, in the uh, supposed most powerful position in the world. And to all my American sisters and brothers who are listening, um, I just want to give you love and support and tell you to keep fighting and to tell you and remind you, and I have dealt with my own share of narcissists, I could turn it, that into a whole podcast, and narcissists wear you down. That's what do they do. You wear you down, wear you down, wear you down until you just give in. So do not give in. Do not give in to the nonsense. Do not give in to the lies. Uh, you know, there's some really good liners from this. The gaslighter is like gaslighter, denier, doing anything to get your ass farther. Gaslighter, big timer, repeating the mistakes of your father. Uh, I believe the promises you made to me swore that night till death do us part, but you lie, lie, lied, right? Um, 
Let's see if I can get another good line here. You thought I wouldn't see you if you put it, you thought I wouldn't see it if you put it in my face. And that's such a good line because that's what gaslighters and nurses do. And we're seeing it in real time um, in American politics is they're hiding in plain sight. And the amount of truth that Donald Trump actually says um, is actually shocking. Uh, but, uh, you know, just because they put it in your face doesn't mean it's not a crime, doesn't mean it's not wrong, doesn't mean people aren't dying. So I say with beautiful, mad mega love from my strong woman heart to yours that um, we need to keep going, we need to keep fighting, we need to keep supporting each other. We're still finding our way through this. But these gaslighters, these conspiracy theorists, um, these, this, this noise that we're hearing that tells us what our eyes are seeing are not true, um, we're, we, we're going to get through it. And we're going to look back and be like, oh my goodness, remember remember when all that propaganda was out? And then you might hear this song and you might think back to uh, this time when we were all being so gaslit uh, by Trump and, and perhaps others. But let's, let's make this a lesson that we can grow from and uh, learn from and then put up a healthy freaking boundary that's super strong, that says, no, we ain't going to put up with this anymore. And science matters. Oh, and math matters. Do you know what an exponential growth is? Uh, do you know what a communicable disease is? Uh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, of all the things that we have to contend with in current times, misinformation is one of the things that makes me want to go get my machete and just start slashing things down. I digress. I will let... The beautiful, amazing, strong, spirited, uh, I don't know what else to call them. They're so cool. The Dixie Chicks uh, to come to take it away with this Gaslighter song so that you can feel you're not alone, so you can feel that fire in your belly, and you can be reminded that you can believe your eyes. You can believe what you see, what you feel, your own life experience, um, and do not believe lies and you know the difference there's this beautiful thing called intuition and we got to use it more now than ever but what's great is we're totally capable of it mad mega love till next time call your girlfriend take it away dixie chicks gaslighter denier doing anything to get your ass farther gaslighter big time Repeating all of the mistakes of your father We moved to California and we followed your dreams I believed in the promises you made to me Swore that night till death do us part But you lied
still sorry and I still 